welcome to another episode of the jones.com podcast uh i'm back with another guest a special guest someone uh uh as of well, uh, well until this year she was really my background on my phone like <laughs> <laughs> no and people was like yo who is that i was like oh, well, I guess it's a model he was like you know her in real life i was like well yeah I was like, that's not weird. I was like, I think it's more weird to have strangers. Um, she, <laughs> <laughs> she's a model. She's a, uh, I, I don't even know if you consider yourself a model, but she models. Uh, she's a painter. She's an artist. She's a creative, as I usually have on this show, just straight creatives. Um, uh, my good friend, Deja, how are you? I am well. That was such a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So before we get into this, uh, I like to tell everybody to, uh, Follow, like, subscribe, share. If you're on Apple, rate five stars so my uh, so this podcast can be boosted in the algorithm so more people can find out. You know? Yes. So uh, what's up? How you doing? I am well. I am here. I am present. I am still making it in 2020. <laughs> it's almost over. So, I mean, you almost do there. Man, it's been a tough ride. A tough ride. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Nonetheless, I'm grateful for sure. What's the best thing that happened to you this year? I was furloughed from my job. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? That was the best thing that could have ever happened to me this year. Let me tell you, 2020 was a blessing in disguise. Like, I hated that job. Jesus, I hated that job. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm I'm even though I'm being very serious, I'm also joking. It's just the simple fact that though like everything that happened happened, mm-hmm. um, I'm still grateful to still be here and I've literally lacked nothing during these past ten months. So well, I think it was a little less than that, but just this year in general, I just haven't lacked anything, even with the job being furloughed and anything else that's ever happened. So my family's good, I'm good. I think for most people, uh, getting like fired or furlough was like a great thing because man, what? Because like here's the thing: everybody's like, you know, the day I quit this job, everybody feels that way. (laughs) Everybody feels that way, and then COVID happened. Everybody kind of got fired, or oh, we can't, we're not open right now, so everybody's at home. But due to the stimulus, that unemployment was higher than our regular checks <laughs> Let me every, tell you. Single week, every single <laughs> we <was> week <laughs> right and so we're not even working but we getting more money than what we what we were getting so it's like yeah. it's if you if you were smart enough you did good things with that money if not you still had a good time with that money so i yeah i've i've been telling people this is one of my best years ever even though i've had like like lost but i've just i learned to appreciate a lot this year like just like it was definitely one of those years where you had to kind of take everything into like account and then really, really be able to recognize that despite it all, like the the most valuable things can't be bought. Right. And I think that's like why this year has been such a great year for me because it kind of helped me get into the headspace of um just basically 
just being grateful to just be here and just be present and in the moment, even though it's like easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But like when you work in every day, nonstop, you, Oh, I got to go to work. You're dreading the days and you know, you count in the days. And now like these days are just coming and you just have nothing to do, but to sit home and, and just quarantine or whatever, like you chose to do it kind of like almost like soul searching. In right. Sense. So like, yeah, I definitely thought it was a, it was a damn good year despite everything. Um, but I, to say, you know, what's funny to say the least, like I was literally about to quit my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I was literally in the process of quitting. So I asked them if I could, um, do like a, a month's notice instead of like a two weeks, mm -hmm. because the way my job worked, it was like, if you work basically and take your PTO, you have to work at least one more day and that accumulated up to a month. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even get to do that because of COVID, but it helped because they were able to furlough me. I was able to get unemployment and everything just kind of worked itself out. Divine intervention. I don't know how it is down there in New Orleans, um, but here, every, you know, we open up early, earlier than everybody else. Man, y'all are outside. What do you mean? Life is regular here. In a lot of <laughs> it is scary out there. It's regular, but masked up and like the the... They say the cases are up, but I'm not seeing it because the people that I know go out on a consistent basis, they're they're fine. You know, it's weird. But um, for me, I spent a lot of time in nature this year because it was nothing else to do but go outside and like go to parks and whatnot. So uh, I, I've seen a few waterfalls. I did. I've seen a few beaches. Been hiking. You know, I I just spent a lot of time doing that. And uh, embrace the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one thing I wasn't doing was staying in the house. I don't care what nobody says. It's just <laughs> it's not good for your immune system to be trapped inside all day, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I feel like those are the people who got sick. Like the ones who were scared and like afraid of it. Like I know people who weren't afraid. They got it and nine times out of ten beat it, you know. It was some people who didn't beat it, but you know, it's just life. Yeah. You know, and one thing I, I I appreciated this year and I learned, well, I, I always knew this, but it really hit me is that it's uh there's only two things that they're never gonna be more of, and that's time and earth. All right. I like that. I so, like that a lot, definitely. Um, there's never gonna be more time, like you can't get time back, and then they never wanna make any more earth. So when it comes to like buying land and property, you can't they're like if you buy it, it's not like it's gonna be some new earth popping up. Like this is it. Everything right. here is actually less due to uh like certain parts again sunk underwater, sea levels rising and stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. We are in a fishbowl down here, baby. How We're is in that? A fishbowl. Um, it's cool. Like honestly, every year you kind of don't know whether or not you're gonna have your home or like whatever's going on. It's very like frustrating. You have to kind of prep for hurricane season every year, and that's from like June until like the end of November. So it's like you we never really know. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you finally have like time to sit back like this month I was like damn like we survived the hurricane season thank god like you know it was just so much going on so literally every hurricane season it floods but it's not like detrimental like Katrina was so mm -hmm. I think it's just one of those things you kind of you're crossing your fingers you're like please 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 but you kind of you can't you can't outsmart God and I think that's the thing that people don't understand like it doesn't matter where you go there's like 
the ways mm-hmm. that whatever and that's it like goes back into the first thing that we said that you start to recognize things that money can't buy is way more important right so it's just like i try not to idolize or hold on to a lot of material things that i do many material possessions that i do have and i just kind of like just embrace them while i have them mm-hmm. yeah one of my closest friends is from new orleans and so like she's always like raving on about the culture there um, we was talking about, I was just talking to her the other day about, uh, we were talking about Southern music and so like somebody was telling us like they was in one of those clubhouse group rooms and 21 Savage was saying how 2005 or it, it was like some producers in there saying like 2005 is what made like, we'll put uh Southern hip hop on the map. Like that's when it really got mainstream. And me and her, we was like, that's not true. And she was arguing the hot boys, cash money, then you got no limit. Right. Facts. And I was I was saying 2005, I said Ludacris was dropping in, in 0199. Uh, T.I. <laughs> was dropping in like 2002, 2003. Like Jeezy was here. You know what I'm saying? We still had Outkast, Goody Mob, Jermaine yes. Dupree. You know what I'm saying? So we had a lot of stuff here before 2005. And and it's, it's just really weird how all Southern culture really runs America. Like, like we... It's insane, man. It's it's one of those things where you really you really look back and you be like, damn, like I'm really from there. Like y'all, right. y'all just talk it up, but I'm from there. So it's just it's one of those things that's just like you it's grateful. Like I like I just said this last week. I was like, man, I'm so grateful to be black. Like mm. it's the, like I couldn't imagine myself anything else. So right. when I said that, I was just like laughing. But I say that about New Orleans all the time. Like I wouldn't imagine imagine myself being from anywhere else. Mm. Like, you know, I've stayed out there in Georgia for a while. And then like I came back home and it's just like it's so different. Right. It's so different. Culture's definitely super, super, super different. Um, but I I don't agree with Twenty One when he said that, honestly. I don't Yeah. But he's yeah. UK, so we don't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, don't play on my dude like that, man. Nah, I mess with 21. But, like, it, it's weird because, uh, like, not even just Atlanta or New Orleans, the entire South has their Oh, yeah, right now Texas culture. is doing their thing. Te- bro. Texas is in their bag right now. Right. Like, um, even just, like, cult, like I'm saying culture. Like, just culturally, yeah. Yeah, like, like Florida culture is, like, really, really wild. <laughs> you- you know what? It's 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 very distinctive. Like you know who's from where. Like if, if right. they're from Texas, you know they're from Texas because of their right. swag or how they carry themselves. They're from Alabama, you know where they're from. Mm-hmm. Mississippi, you know where they're from. Um, Atlanta, you know where y'all from. Right. New Orleans, you know you know how we come in. Like it's just you know, like you just know. And so and I, I I agree. You don't like you don't really see that distinction up north that much like you got new york right and you got shit like i feel like the baltimore accent just became a like a popular thing last year like people started understanding like oh that's a that's a baltimore thing <laughs> but, <laughs> uh but like you we always had the new york accent but we don't know what people from philly sound like you know what i'm saying like people from philly don't have that accent like will smith kevin hart and meek mill don't none of them sound the same <laughs> no, they don't. I I feel like X for one accents are are kind of like it's a culture thing. I feel like you know, and that's that's a southern thing, right? You know, definitely if you're from the south, no matter where you're from, you got an accent. And I feel like I feel like just the distinction of just from our music to our just the way we move, the way we celebrate certain holidays, the way our upbringing is it. It actually is something that people 
it's it's normal for us, but it's new to everybody else. Right. And that's what makes us so like right now it makes it so amazing and makes it so like you know it almost seems like just this trend but in actuality it's just life for us it's real life for us but yeah. it's becoming more mainstream when you think about it and it's just like damn like how can something that I've done all my life be mainstream to you like this is totally normal yeah. and like you know but I, I do think social media has a very very big um reason like reason behind that like you know mm-hmm. when you on twitter and people are like man you put sugar in your grits and everybody like man hell no like you know it's always <laughs> like a, a different type of topic but it's a it, it's not even a necessary topic but it's always fun to know because like yeah. you, you begin to realize like damn nobody's the same right you know what i'm saying but it's funny because even with the different cultures and the different accents and styles and ways of living like you know when somebody's from the south yeah it's it's almost like a hospitable thing like like southern hospitality is a real thing like yeah you can't go up north with that friendly shit like what's up like they're gonna be like who the hell you talking to like whereas like if i go to atlanta if i see somebody like in texas hey how you doing like that's just me new orleans we speak to everybody right and that's the most important some people think that is so insane. Like people be like, "Oh, that's too friendly," and it's just like, "No, that's just a respect thing." If I see you, I'm going to speak to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah just... of course. It's just because because I'm also one of those people. I don't like being in uncomfortable environments. Right. And or I don't like to feel like I'm a, I'm uncomfortable anywhere that I am. So speaking is already my my thing that I do to make sure people feel at ease, yeah. or to make sure like I can kind of read the room well. You know, if they're not speaking, I'm like, all right, I know how long I'm about to stay here. Those people are weird. Like, the ones who, like, there's, a there's like, not say, like, it's a huge party, but, like, it's a small event. You know what I'm saying? A few people there, and you come in, and you don't introduce yourself to everybody. Like, what you got going on? Like, what? Yeah, like, so, that's, real talk, that's, like, a family thing, too. Like, if you, if it's, like, a holiday, for example, because Christmas is, uh, like, literally a few days away, if you bring in somebody new around, they will speak to your family. They're going to straight up ask you, what the hell wrong with them? Like, yeah. they, you kind of have to be very, like, like you kind of got to give them a pep look when you go in there. Don't look uncle such and such in the eye or, you mm. know, speak. <laughs> like, it's weird. But it's, it's, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I same. enjoy it the way that it is rather than, I, I take it for what it is and not what everybody else want it to be. Because I mm. do think, like, at some point when things become more mainstream and people go to discussing their different type of cultures and lifestyles and everything, that at some point people try to manipulate or change it because it is it doesn't fit into their liking. Mm. And that's what I think I do appreciate about Southern culture. It's just, like, we're we're unapologetically us. Yeah. What's weird about Atlanta, right, is that mm-hmm. for our, our culture... It's so mainstream, like it's like because you know due to our uh, y'all Hollywood right now, y'all Southern Hollywood right, right now. And so I remember um, I was staying in this hotel in the city just to get away for the weekend, just like from home. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this girl asked me in the elevator, and she was like, "Yo, what club I go to to see all the rappers?" I'm like, "Oh shit, I don't know," because I see them <laughs> at American Deli, like I see rappers at like Walmart, like Rick Ross stays down the street from me. T.I. Oh, yeah. for me, like yeah. I'm in, if I'm, I, I was literally at T.J. Fridays and Tiny walked in, and I was, and there's no acknowledgement. Like, like we're literally around the t- television people every single day. 
So it was nothing to us. And it's weird to when people come down here and they hear like like you said, like, oh, y'all, y'all just talk about it and hear about it, but we literally live it. Like when yeah. people say, Oh, Nat, like that's I go there all the time for food or yeah. God, road or or flat shows. It's literally life. East Atlanta, like I know where that's at. Like it's nothing to me. I think it's just the 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 fascination behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wow, like this happened there. Like, you know, because like whenever I would like walk or work in the French Quarter, like Solange lives like a certain block down where she lived. I'm not sure if she still lives there. Yeah, and you would just me. see her. Yeah, you would just see her like on the balcony just chilling. Like you're not going to disturb her or like she's a regular person. I think that's the thing for Southern people. We're not starstruck because these are regular people. Right. You know, at some point these were these were people who were just like us like now they just have a little notoriety or just money and it's just like that doesn't define you or make you <laughs> any different from me we're still from the same place and like it's, it's nothing so i mean i don't know i feel like people are just fascinated with the thought of seeing like somebody of that like just Statue. status yeah yeah, yeah. It, so it's just it, like they're like wow like they're it, just it's so harder cool. for atlanta people to get excited though because uh, I literally have friends who went to school with with Miss Mulatto. Like they had okay, class yeah. with her, or I had class with like I know players in the NFL right now that I literally had class with. I got their numbers. I can call them like right now. Then I uh, I got friends who went to school with Lil Yachty. Like they literally call him Miles. Like they <laughs> <laughs> like I be having inside information. It's just it's just so. But it don't seem inside. It just seems regular news to me. You know, it's just it's a regular lifestyle, and it's like it's so hard to look at people that we grew up with that, like that were literally our friends on a regular basis, our people we had class with, we saw through the hallways as celebrities because they're just regular people to us. Like so, that's just like oh, they finally took off. Look at him from my hood type thing versus oh, they from there. That's cool. I gotta go there because that's where everybody at. Like, nah, it's just we have this culture where we support each other, which is why we grow up. You know, I will say that um, Southern and and I feel like every city feels like there's like a crabs in the bucket syndrome. Like mm-hmm. everybody feel like they can't get out, but I do feel like the support, like the the, the support Southern, like it's it's almost like family. It's yeah. just like, yeah, you know, like it's so closely knit. So it's like it's... whenever somebody blows up, it's like, oh, like, you know, yeah. you when are, young like... boy was blowing up, Kevin Gates just embraced him straight up. You know what I'm what? saying? Okay. So that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes to DR, like when it comes to DR, like or New Orleans or like just Atlanta, anywhere, like whenever somebody mm-hmm. is becoming, you, you see, you see them no longer in the potential and now literally between the potential and the successor. Right. So I think for us, it's like, wow, man, you really just set the bar or you really just did this thing where everybody's dreaming about it. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like for like, I don't believe in pipe dreams for Southerners. I really don't. Like, and that's funny to say that because I feel like people do encounter people for some, for whatever reason, that's like super, super, um, like they hate you got your haters in every city you got your haters you know whatever but you do have a hell of a lot of people that do support and it's just like so when to see you take off it's just like i don't for me i don't get anything out of it so when i see you later on down the line because it's like Mm -hmm. that's your success like what am i supposed to get out of that right i'm happy to see you grow and, and become that person 
Um, I just think that people do sometimes over idolize or just kind of obsess yeah. over the the idea. But I think that's just the money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you come from a lifestyle or you come from a place where you've never had it. And to see somebody also in that place now have it, it's almost like you're not even obsessed with them anymore. You're obsessed with the idea of having that. Yeah. It's, and I, I think people have a false uh, idea of money. I think that's what it is. Hell yeah. People think luxury cars are money or clothes, and they think that's money, right? But an oil change on a Bugatti costs 10 grand. What <laughs> T Pain said when he had his Bugatti, one of the radiators broke, and it cost 15000 to fix a radiator on his Bugatti. And now it had four radiators. So if one went bad, you had to fix all four. So 15K times four, he said, ain't no way in hell he's about to do that. You know? It's like the old, like I, I always pay attention. Man, T Pain is is like so underrated to me. Like I give that man his flowers, please, please <laughs> give that man his flowers, because he's one of those people. Like he didn't, he didn't necessarily like he became Hollywood. I would say because like everybody knows him, and but not in not in like a negative connotation. Like he got his money or like mm. whatever happened because I do believe there's like a, a financial situation that did happen with him but he also like he's still very humble and it's good to see people who are who are like that and who still are still very very humble like, like it's just really just relieving to see that you know like it, it's a I think that's a like for the it's that's humble people are black people who ain't never had anything and they understand where they came from. Because the ones, like, people who, who was raised up with money, they'll never be humble. I don't know why. Like, they can be, but it's not, it's not, it's not born into them because they, they ain't never been without. So they're, like, they're entitled. They feel I, entitled, at least. Yeah. I, I feel like it was a method, man. And he's not even from the South. He's from New York. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they had an MTV Cribs. Mm-hmm. And so I remember that episode. He had like <laughs> he was staying in an apartment and it was like junky and everything. And he was like, they told me to rent a house. I was like, nah, this is where I really stay. <laughs> like, whoa, yeah. who I got to flex for, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's um something I really admire about a lot of like just black people in general that like we we're not afraid to admit that where we came from and like it's always not too far. Because I feel like this this what it is, it's it's a lot of white people when they grow up and their cousins. You go to their cousin's house. They got they got a nice house. Everybody around them has nice houses. Their friends have nice houses, right? But when it comes to black people, yeah, you might have money, but your your sister might not. Your sister might still stay in the hood. Your cousin, yeah. grandma, auntie, uncle, you, they still stay in the south. And it's not like they. It's not like it's necessarily hood or you can't get them out of that. It's just like southern people are southern people. Like they're just comfortable. You and know? that's and that's okay. And I think I think and that's the thing like we were talking about earlier. Like the South is the South because of who they are. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you don't you don't go to the the South thinking you about to walk into the goddamn Hamptons. You about to you know mm-hmm. like you know what it is. Like mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing that I personally love, and I th- think that's why I felt like I needed to come home when I did move back because I was like I miss that. It's like mm-hmm. I miss that that realness, that rawness of just being around my culture like right you know and i think of course you want better for yourself you're like okay i gotta get the hell up out of here it's time for me to dip like whatever mm-hmm. when you really start to think about just expanding but i think it's always a refresher my grandmother used to always tell me this she'll always say you can always come home 
And just thinking about that is just like, damn, like you're right. So I definitely think when the situation with that is, I feel like when people do have like this big old thing where it's all like, you know, just (laughs) how I'm about to say this. So basically like, the, the south like you said the south is the south that's that that's the people that's home that's where everybody reside that's where the love is mm-hmm. money can't buy that what you get from a southern family money can't buy the hospitality money can't buy that love that culture that humbleness those humble beginnings like the, the mm-hmm. reason why you you even have those humble beginnings is because of the lack of money right. so it's just like like when you get out of that it's just like damn the money the money buys the fake friends, the fake love interests, the high ass bills. Money buys more problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when you really put it into perspective, like the beauty of even being Southern or even being hood or it's not even being hood because I don't even feel like because hood has this negative connotation. Like, right. It's not hood. It's just something a person with money wouldn't do. Yeah, it's like it's, it's just a it's different a, lifestyle. It's a survival tactic, honestly. Right, and I think, and that's the thing, and I think that's the thing that people don't understand. Like when you're raising that type of lifestyle, it's more of like a, uh, it's almost like you you, a source of wisdom, mm-hmm. in its own self. Yeah, if you get what I'm saying, it's just like, you know, you know, nigga, you see somebody walking fast up up the street, you go, all right, nigga, it's time to go. Right. Like, because something about to happen, you know, like, whereas you do that in school, they're going to start following a crazy ass person. And then next thing you know, 16 shot and just like, oh, damn, like, <laughs> well, we, duh, like, right. Know, well, he about to asshole, do that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, let's find out. Like, no, hell no. You about to go home and chill. But I think like when it comes to celebrities right now, especially Jesus, it's just like, everybody's obsessed with the look everybody's obsessed with the 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 material aspect of it yeah they put names and prices everywhere they they paid this much for this this thing like they said diddy just bought his his mom a a A new car with like a million dollars in it yeah, and so I looked at the Bugatti. I said, "Bro, she finna be in the like she she not driving that thing." Cause I just looked at the dashboard and I'm like, "Yo, she not finna figure that out." Like she not, she's like eighty something years old. She, and, and, she, and that's you know what the messed up part is about certain people and people are always like they laugh at me when I say this, but the thing I find so to be so crazy and excuse my grandmother in the background, but the thing I find so southern, <laughs> but the thing I find so crazy is that sometimes it feels like celebrities forget how to give gifts. Yeah, like I, I remember for like Stormy's birthday party, like they it was like all over the internet. It was like oh DJ Khaled bought her like a Chanel bag or. I'm like, what the hell is a one-year-old going to do with a Chanel bag? <laughs> like, bro, like, I just, and I think that's the thing that, it, it's not even irritating because you, because you know, every, every, different strokes for different folks. Right. But it's just like, you know, your grandmother's 80, like, she's just happy to be here. Your mother's 80 in this case. She's just happy to be here. Like, get her, like, some flowers, like, fill the room with flowers so she can just feel mm. loved. And, you know, like, it, I just feel like certain stuff is just so unnecessary. You know? Yeah. I don't feel like I feel like it's 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 a lot of stuff genuinely done for care and then you have yeah. to have 
Like the other part is done for you still got to stay relevant somehow. And I think that that might be what it is, you know, like I don't I don't think every time somebody has a birthday that somebody is getting them a, a car. Like I, I, I refuse to believe that because like if if I got you a car, right, let's mm-hmm. say I got you a Lamborghini for your birthday. Am did I buy a straight cash? Did I finance it? Is it a leased car? What what is it? Am I paying the insurance or can you afford Lamborghini insurance? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a lot of like it's a lot of that stuff that don't go through people's minds. And so that's why I believe a lot of that is for the show. But and that's the thing though, like for what like what's the show? Like, and I bro, if I was to ever become a celebrity, once I get my money, nigga, I'm gone. Like I, I don't got nothing to prove to you. Like I made my coins, <laughs> but yeah. I feel like it's just it's just the right now, like the way social media is, it's just like it gives people a false sense of hope. Yeah, like, this is what life could be, and it's just like, why would you want your life to be like that? But and I also feel like this too. They're showing that, and that's you know what, and because I sound like a hater. Honestly, I really don't like the way I'm talking, but <laughs> I feel, I'm I'm trying to put it in a way like so people can understand the reason why I personally don't don't operate that way. Um is just because like I know what money can buy and what it can't buy. You know mm. what I'm saying? I'm I know people with money who are like, man, I have this problem, this problem, this problem. And it's like, damn, I don't have any of those problems. The only problem right. I have is that I don't have as much money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like and, but nobody ever talks about the struggles that come with the money or nobody ever talks about the struggles getting to the money. Right. It's like everybody's always quick to show their success or, you know, the beauty of whatever they're showcasing in this case. Mm-hmm. But they're never showing like, damn, like you don't know what's going on. Right. You know, you never you never know. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. I think a, a wise person knows that there's more behind it than what you can what than what you physically see. Mm-hmm. I think my my issue is that people fantasize the wrong celebrities. Are they listening to the wrong knowledge? If that there makes we go. sense. You know what? You put that beauty. No wonder why you got a goddamn podcast. <laughs> okay. But um yeah, so uh like just, I I believe that everybody's different. You're not gonna agree with everything some someone says, right? Like in the South, we we grew up around racists, right? And we know people are racist, but um, when we com- converse with these people, it's we understand that there's certain things that we might agree with them on, you know. And some just because we, we don't agree that like like how they view us, but they everything that they they might say might not be wrong, you know. So like for example, I look at like one of my favorite people to look at about success is uh, Kanye West. People call him crazy, but he went and bought like two hundred like thousand acres in Wyoming. And people were like, why would you live in Wyoming? It's nothing there. And I was like, great, it's nothing there. Let's start <laughs> something. He's creating something there, you know. Like I said, you can never have. There's never gonna be any more land, and he owns land. Dave Chappelle, he lives in the small place of Ohio, and he has all these millions. But it's like, okay, where's my money gonna last longer in these big cities or in like where I'm from, he lives in his hometown and he has like a big farm and he just lives off his land. And he like he's a person to community. Another example, Joe Rogan, um, he left California mm-hmm. earlier this year. Right. 
and he moved to Austin, Texas. And like what's in Austin? Nothing's in Austin. But it's it's about the it's about making your money last longer. There's no state taxes in Texas while California has the highest state taxes ever. So right. you just you just cut so much money out. You know what I'm saying? So like when people say like when all these people who trying to make it on the scene or whatever they say, oh, I want to burn out fast. I got to move to L.A. I got to get to L.A. I got to get to L.A. Oh, I got to get to New York for the fashion industry, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo, due to the Internet, all you got to get to is people and if you can find a way to get to people, then you can grow your business, you can grow your success, you know? And so I think that's what these these three people I just named have understood. Like, I don't even, I think, I don't even know where, like, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z live, but I'm sure they, they have a place in Texas. I'm, I'm sure, because that's where Beyonce is from, you know? It's just some about like living in the South, and a lot of a lot of people are smarter starting to live in the South and stay down south rather than moving to LA. It's it's just uh, and then buying land and property and condos, you know, just owning things rather than uh, you know leasing all these cars. That's what these rappers do. You gotta have a you want to be a rapper, you gotta be popping. You gotta have the latest car, right? So you're not buying it, you leasing it every year. Right. So now you you consistently making payments on this vehicle that you probably not driving because you probably rarely home and you can't even fit all your groceries in there. So you probably getting somebody to bring your groceries here. So you're only using this car to go from what home to the studio maybe to your girl house or something like that you ain't even using it you know what i'm saying because you don't that ain't much so um i just i just value people who use their their money smarter man that made me think about like that whole like just example you just gave just made me think about nipsey hustle Mm -hmm. um like rest in peace to the late great Nipsey Hussle, but it made me think about him because I listened to a lot of motivational speeches and a lot of like financial literacy, like advice, and not only from celebrities, but from a whole bunch of people. Mm. Because you you want to become knowledgeable in these things. Like you don't want to start buying stocks or just investing in things and you don't know what the hell your money's going into. Right. You know what I'm saying? And people always think like, you know, and they have to understand that stocks, it's a lucrative investment, but almost like later on down the line it's not right now it's like you're setting yourself up for future Mm. and the reason why i think about nipsey so much is because whenever whenever i see or i'm scrolling on something and i see nipsey talking i immediately stop even Mm. if it's something i've seen before because i feel like his wisdom was so timeless Right, And he understood how to get it out the mud. He came from a very humble beginning. He was very, very humble in all of his pursuits. And he also, like, stood in L.A. Like, even though L.A. is an expensive place, he stood home. He didn't try to live above his means. And, like, he didn't try to be someone that he wasn't. And he reminded everybody, look, this is a marathon. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get it that quickly. And I think that people people don't understand this. It's like, bro, like, the faster you get it, the faster it's going to leave you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. And I think people who are, and I really hope whoever listens to this podcast, like they understand like the the ones who are frustrated right now and the ones who aren't seeing any progress are actually understanding. Like, look, you you're you're getting there. Just because you see this person, that person getting there. One, they may have actually put in the work and they may just be reaping the fruits of their labor. Or two, they got it a little too fast, but don't trip. 
<laughs> right. They, you know, when you get it fast like that, you got to keep getting it. So it's like you right. would never be able to stop and breathe. Right. That, that, it's like uh, how they tell, like how um, they told Lil Nas, uh, Lil Nas X, he was like, I want you to understand that you would never have another song as big as that. Like, it was the number one song in the world for a long time. I want you to understand that'll never happen again. It just won't. That's just how things work. And he he automatically understood that. One thing I liked about Nipsey, uh, I don't I don't necessarily remember the numbers, but he printed out a bunch of copies of his own album. And he sold it for a certain amount of price. And um, since he did everything himself, he ripped all the benefits. Right. You don't you don't shit out with nobody because all that's already been prepaid. And so that's like when people are selling product, I, I want I don't I want them to understand that if you sell a thousand items at a hundred dollars each, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, yeah. Like or or you can sell something that's ten dollars a hundred times, that's a thousand dollars. Yeah, facts. You know, so it just depends on which which hustle you're trying to do, but it's it's still a grind. You just gotta understand that. Uh you just gotta look at numbers in the like in the smaller scheme and that'll eventually grow i feel like the fastest way to become as successful in your pursuits will be to like nipsey did cut out the middleman mm-hmm. but also cut out the voices and i think that's the biggest thing right now and that's the reason why it takes people so long because people are always like oh you trying like you know you have your your family in the background who may not be as supportive because to them it isn't a lucrative idea or mm. it isn't something that's going to you know it isn't fast money right. you know what i'm saying or you have your friends the secret ones in the back who don't really want to see you win so they're trying to discourage you in the slick and then you have you already have yourself doubting Right. yourself telling you like man this is a little a lot like i don't really know if i could pull this off and i think the minute you quiet that quiet all of that dead all of that and you sit up there and you say you know what i could do this it's going to get hard and you become realistic with yourself and yes it's going to get hard it's not going to be easy um but i can do it right you know and you do have a solid solid people in your corner and i would say at least three to four max you don't have to have ten or twelve people in your in your in your entourage or whatever your group, but you don't have to have that many people. You know what I'm saying? You just need mm-hmm. some people who want it just as bad as you, who wants to see you win just as bad as you want to win. And I think that's the thing. Like they don't have much of that now. Like it's just, oh, you trying to win? I'm gonna get on with you so I can get this, and then boom, and now they trying to cut it off and get. You know, they're being selfish in a sense. Nobody, yeah. nobody wants to help anybody. So it's like you have to find ways to get around that and kind of like work. So you you then become quiet and you then become more reserved. And But the beauty in that is you begin to observe rather than to like identify with it. You mm. observe everybody. And you're like, okay, I see how you move. So I could use you for this. And not necessarily using somebody because understand that when you are um, – taking advantage of your resources you're not using somebody as long as they know like what they're there for and they know their role right you know what i'm saying so if you have this person and maybe they have really 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 good business mindsets but they're like priorities aren't in line so they don't really know kind of how to maneuver the business 
as much as they know much about the business. Right. So you kind of use that person, then you get the person with the really good priority skills, and mm. you, you just know how to delegate. There we go. Thank you. And like, you just you just have to know how to to put everybody's role, put yes. everybody in their role, yeah, in their place. And and you have to know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that's I, a very big thing. I think that's hard because um, a lot of people don't know how to necessarily determine that. And everybody wants to be a leader. Everybody wants to be a leader, right? But a lot of people don't know how to lead. Like me, myself, I feel like I have no clue how to lead a group of people. Um, even though I've done it, like every time there's a trip, I'm the one who has to plan it, you know? Because oh, you travel all the time. You should know how to do this. I'm like, well, I, I you don't want you don't want me to do that because when I travel, I'll have one thing I want to do and the rest, and I'll be there for three days. So like the rest of that time, I'm just figuring things out as I go, and that's just how I like to live life, you know. But like when you have people behind you, you can't do that, you know. Right, you have, you have to, to be considerate. Yes, yeah, you, you have to have a plan so people can um just follow, you know. And so yeah. if. If you're around a bunch of people who want to be leaders, but they're not good leaders or they don't know they're not like a good leader and they don't have that realization, then things are not going to really work work as well. And then so it's really basically finding people who are willing to follow and who really to people who do know their role. Like you can put people in their role and have them try to do their role, but people want to do something else or do whatever. So it's about being around a bunch of people who have that self-realization. And um, understanding about who they are and what they are and their own strengths and weaknesses. And uh, if hopefully COVID taught them that, um, if not, well. And let me tell you, if you couldn't go outside, you had to go within. And you know me, you know, I'm a big spiritual guru when it comes to like going it. in, tapping in, like tapping into yourself. Like that is that is me. I, I eat, breathe, sleep just all Energy. things wellness like it, yeah. everything like that is that is me and I feel like the people don't understand that the most the most impactful thing not only to like your 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 brand or not only to um basically to everything everything mm-hmm. as a collective like every aspect of your life the one thing that you need is to make sure that you are okay Right. To make sure that your cup is totally filled. Because if somebody can't do that, at least you have that in you to kind of mm-hmm. compensate for what they, they're lacking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, it's not your responsibility to go ahead and con- do that all the time. Right. Because, you know, a person should be able to hold themselves accountable and hold themselves down and be able to be an adult. But in a real world, in, mm-hmm. in, in a, that's in a perfect world. In, in right. a real world, people aren't like that you know what yeah. i'm saying people don't have the mental capacity or i won't even say the mental capacity but the actual like the direction from a leader mm. to to say okay this is what i need or i need to move this way so that i can get this result in myself i don't like this about myself and this is how i'm going to take step 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 mm. to attain that and I feel like the minute you know you, because you said something about, you know, making sure everybody in your corner all like have themselves together so that, Mm. you know, they can all benefit Mm. from it instead of you just being the only one and them just being, they're just helping. Right. I feel like 
that's a very big thing. That's a very big thing in like relationships and business endeavors, like anything. You have to make sure that the person is a 50-50 thing. No, no 90-10, you know what I'm saying? 80-20, like 60-40, like it has to be split right down the middle in order for you, in order for it to work. Right. I agree with that. And um I you're a big energy person and I love it. And when you, I love your tweets every time <laughs> something like positive, like it, it it literally makes my day because it's you and Mir, like y'all both real Thank you. Spir- spiritual tweeters. <laughs> <laughs> spiritual tweeters. I'm gonna put that in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I really love that. And um I don't know if you heard Big Sean album. I haven't heard it yet. It's it's really about uh, putting yourself in that right mindset and surrounding yourself with good energy and good vibes. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite lines is, "Uh, I can't invite invite you a uh, random host to my crib because your energy is too whack." Just <laughs> that's though. That is bro, that is crazy. That's keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's it's um. It's something I've been trying to do better with this year, just to, like uh, understanding people's energies. And because I used to be that yes person, because like growing up, I was not invited to a lot of places. So like as I became an adult, like people people realized I was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm a dope ass motherfucker. Whatever. <laughs> Talk <your> shit. <laughs> but um people realized i was like an interesting person so i started getting more and more invites and so i just thought that was like cool or whatever so like i'm just around so many different people so many different groups of people and i'm just like wow this is cool that i'm out but then i'm not realizing that um am i really enjoying myself do i really like these people because that ends up happening a lot i'm around a lot of people that think i'm cool but i don't necessarily think they're cool or I'm not really interested in them. But they're they're not really interesting. They don't really do much or have anything going for them. So uh, I think that is one thing that I've been working on this year. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job, shall I say. I'm not perfect. And also, you got to realize who who's in your corner. Because... And that's important. Uh, I've been saying this tweet a lot or like it's it's like phrased this way, but um they're they're always there for the congratulation, but not there for the support. And I've been seeing that and I and a lot lately and I've been I've been feeling it more than ever. Like more than ever. Because I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs. Like a lot of friends. And if you follow me on IG, you see I I if you got something going on, I'ma support it. Like no matter what you do from uh, from if you do make music, you are a photographer, you you sell real estate, you sell clothes, whatever you do, just because I want to see people win naturally, like just, that's just my energy. I want to see the people that I know, the people that I grew up with, my friends. I just want to see everybody win, friend or foe. You know what I'm saying? I don't really beef with nobody. I just want to see people win. I just want to see everybody do good, and that's just my natural energy. But I had to realize that everybody's not like that. Everybody wasn't raised that way. And so I, I find that as a, a really, really difficult thing trying to figure out and maneuver who's really there in your corner, who's not. You definitely got it, bro. Like, <laughs> you got it. You, you definitely. <laughs> but um, honestly, it, you have to understand when you when you are starting your own business and you are trying to find what it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. The, the, the biggest thing I feel like people confuse a lot with is that. 
or that what they what they misunderstand the concept that they understand at the dead end of it all right before they step into that that part of like success is that everybody ain't coming with you right and that's that's a fact everybody will not come with you and people because and we talked about this social media always shows the success instead mm-hmm. of like the hardships that comes along with that or what it took to get there nobody's congratulating that because nobody's going to if you really want to think about it nobody's going to congratulate a failure or something right. that failed you know it, it makes no sense you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but to a person who is an entrepreneur to a person who is on that track it they see it and it's like damn keep pushing keep going i see you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like one of my biggest things and i had to learn that like very i think i learned that this year that was one of one of my biggest lessons this year was that you know everybody not gonna clap the loudest even though you clapping for them mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like because i had somebody hit me up they were like oh and it, like i love when people send me like these really heartfelt messages about you know how good i am as a person mm-hmm. or how good of a person i am and um basically just how like you like how the spiritual tweets and whatever i say lifts them up that makes me feel good mm-hmm. because honestly those are like notes to self. Those are things that keep me afloat to make sure I'm not about to lose my goddamn mind. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy people resonate with that as well. And one thing, one of uh, a girl I went to school with told me, she was like, man, every time I see you, you are always congratulating somebody or supporting somebody. And like, I just know that you're going to win. And that made me feel good because it's just like, I'm, I wasn't looking for that. Mm-hmm. but I do know in turn, like if my tribe's winning, I'm winning. You know, if everybody I yeah. see around me is winning, I'm I'm winning regardless. Yeah, You know, it's a up. win-win situation. And, right. And it's like, yeah, I'm next up, but it's just like to see you doing good is making me feel good. Mm-hmm. So regardless, my cup is being filled. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I stopped because I, I do, I feel, I definitely was one, <laughs> I was for sure one of those kids who had like basically feelings of inadequacy when it came to like feeling accepted mm-hmm. or um wanting to be a part of something or wanting to be looked as understandable as, you know what i'm saying and yeah. I, I, I i've definitely had those where i've always wanted to fit in right and the truth of the matter is everybody has that but people grow out of it some people grow out of it at a very early age some people still have yet to grow out of it Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's one of those things where you have to know yourself. And when I say know yourself, man, it's not about, oh, I'm this, I'm this. No, 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 no. When I say know yourself, that means coming to terms with who you are as a person, who the things that you went through, your shadow side, like like things that you don't even want people to know, like accepting those things, like just coming Letting it all come full circle. Right. And accepting that for what it is and not for what you want it to be or not for what you want other people to see it as, but what it actually is. And that's when I realized, like, when when I grasped that concept of Deja, like, I feel like that's when Deja started to radiate. That's when I started to, you know, glow brighter. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, the, the, physical, the, the, the physical attributes didn't really speak for me. 
it was my spirit. It was when I walked in the room, you feel me rather than see me. And it's yeah. just like, I, I would prefer that any day, you know? So it's just like when people are, when I do see people on that wave and they, you know, they supporting people, you can, you can tell who's really there and who's really not. You can always tell. And be, be, simply because they're never there during the quiet moments. They're only there when something popped off. Right. They, they trying to bust the confetti too, but there ain't nobody there when you sitting down with your head between your legs going through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's, 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 that's real. That's, that's the honest, that's the honest, that's the rawness of it. That's your discernment. That's you being smart enough and wise enough to know, hey, they're here when I need them. They're here when, you know, I'm not this person that everybody sees on the internet. They, they're here when I'm waking up and I don't feel like getting out of bed or, you know, I don't, I feel like talking myself off a ledge or something. You know what I'm saying? It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like people don't necessarily know how much you need you before you need anybody else. That's a fact. Like you, you need you. Uh, one thing that's helped me with that is that realizing that a lot of people are clones. As in, um, I don't know if you watch Star Wars or not. God, but... that is a long ass movie. Or any of them, but I've saw so, I've saw one. I can't remember what it was. Okay, so they had an army. Sleep on the rest. It's cool. It's cool. They had an army of clones, right? Mm-hmm. They were all made by one person. Like so, they were clones. They were a bunch of people who all looked the same. They was made from one DNA, and they all had like personality, their own different personality. But at the end of the day, they were all the same. You know, they were all the same. They all had one. They all had one one mindset. They were programmed a certain way, and that's how that's how a lot of people are out here. They all like you might run into a different person, a few different personalities, but at the end of the day, it's like it's rare when you find that unique person. Like, oh wow, you're you're really not like everybody else, you know. And and that's that's really really rare, and it is it's it's hard. It's like I run into so many people. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You, oh, you're this type of person. I can group you in this box. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but once you got that person, who you can't, you can't group in a box because their 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 subject matter is so vast, or their interest is so vast, their their personality is not like the next person. You know, I know, like we may all, we're all still human, so we probably go through the same struggles. But um, mindset wise and topic wise and um, just everything, everything else about them is just just completely different. As their energy will be different. Is, yep. That's a better way to uh speak about it. And so that's that's very refreshing. And as someone who's run into a lot of clones, who dated a few clones, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh like, man, <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, uh, every time I find someone different and unique, all right, let me try to keep this person around. You know, man, I, you, I, and I always say this. I always say, just like um, you mentioned with the Star Wars analogy, like people that you meet are only mirrors of you. 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And they're only different because you're now vibrating on like a different frequency. Right. You know what I'm saying? We used to be on the bullshit and you want to, you know, go to all these parties because everybody was inviting you. That was convenient and that was comfortable then because that was what you resonated with at the time. Right. But then when you begin to evolve and ascend into the person that you're growing into, you started to realize that those interactions were merely superficial. You know what I'm saying? You only saw them at face value rather than actually going in depth, like meeting people with substance. Right. So now you now you're evolving into like this amazing human and now you are resonating with certain people of different like calibers and like different frequencies and different like mindsets and just ways of living mm-hmm. and you're fascinated but you don't understand that, that that's simply that's simply you like that's simply like you only scratching the surface of like your highest potential you know mm-hmm. so like and I always keep that in mind because the one thing I don't do I do not compare myself to anybody you know what I'm saying because yeah at any given point, I could become any one of these people, not not as in form of a clone, but as far as like having the same exact things or mm-hmm. going through the same exact circumstances. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I, I always tell myself, like, I always gain the wisdom from people because they may go through something, even though it doesn't resonate with you now. When it does resonate, you has the you have the the wisdom, God. You have mm-hmm. the wisdom. And it, it almost feels like a cheat code. You're like, yeah, Damn. you know, but but that's that's an old saying that says smart people learns from their own mistakes, but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when you tap into all of these people and when you getting around all these people, the purpose of you even being around them, not as what they not so much what you can get out of them, but what they can pour into you. Right. And what Gro- you take away from them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People, people are uh, special in a way. I've when you said comparing, that always made me think of things like uh, people say, "Oh, you're you're so you're still like people tell me I'm I'm 24 years old and people tell me I'm still young, right?" Uh, and I go, "Time is relative," and they're like, "What do you mean?" I said, "If I die tomorrow, then today was the oldest I I ever was in my life." You know, so this is like this could possibly lay in my old age. This this literally. I have a friend who died this year. I don't. I don't know if you you knew Barry. Who Barry was? I didn't know him personally, but we followed each other and everything. He was yeah. a really really sweet guy, from what I know. But um, yeah, like I tell people, like yo, twenty four is the oldest he ever was. Like, the, right. like, last year was late in his life. It was the latter part of his life. So I don't. I don't like to look at. Like I don't like to look at myself as a young person. Like when I tell people, I I feel old. Old, I, I literally mean that. I'm the oldest I've ever been in my life. I've never been here before. This is all new to me. And, but at the same time, I realized that it, it's still relative. So there's a potential I might live to be 110 years old. You know, might not want to do that because, <laughs> but there's a, there's a potential I might live to be that old. And there's a lot more I can experience. But it's just more so appreciating every day and trying to learn as much as every day but at the same time like you said uh, like nipsey said it's a marathon not a race so um not to compare myself but to pace myself properly right. through life exactly and, and that's what i'm 
I'm I'm on a goal as and I'm realizing more and more things about myself. The more I converse with different people, the more I want to grow myself and the more I want to I have ambitions. Like I want this podcast to grow. I want to I want I want I have I have plans for this. I want this to be more than a podcast one day, you know? But I still want to continue the podcast. I have ideas for other podcasts, I have different shows, I have ideas for other people. You know that are also creatives that I want to start with them, but I don't know if they're necessarily interested. But at the same time, I have to put myself in the right space, right? So even like approach them or approach any of that. Yeah. So like for for example, now my goal is to be consistent with this podcast because this this has been going on for two years. But now, <laughs> now you you in motion. <laughs> now I'm like okay, I'm hitting up people every week. Yo, hey, you want to be on? And I've, I haven't done any like people come back twice yet, but it's people who who's done it who like, yo, I want to come back on. And there's a lot of people telling me, yo, I want to do an episode because it's so it's so cool. And I'm like, uh, it's not it's not as easy as it seems, even though we're naturally talking. And so, and there's people who hit me up like, yo, what are we gonna talk about? I'm like, yo, I don't plan this out. I don't I don't plan conversations. Yeah, you just let it flow organically for sure. And that's yeah. that's when that's when you give birth to probably the most beautiful um conversations of enlightenment is yeah. is just in free game is basically when you just allowing it to flow. Um man, first of all, you want this podcast to expand and be bigger than what you can even imagine. Speak mm-hmm. it. You gotta speak life was, into it. Okay. It's going to happen. There we go. But um honestly, like when I when I think about things of that like when I think about things like that, I always say, um, like the the age thing. I'm twenty three. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, Man, I thought you was like twenty seven, twenty eight. And it's just like, no. And I don't tell people, Oh, I feel old. I'm just I'm wise. I'm well seasoned. Like <laughs> yeah. however you want to put it. Like, but you won't you won't sit up there and call me young or like you can call me young physically, but you you're not about to sit up there and call me young in the mind. Right. Because there are older people, people who are far older than me, who I have lapped twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who don't even know how to hold an, an appropriate dialogue. So what you will do is put respect on my name. Um, I I personally look at it as like when people say you're still young. I really, really hate that piece of advice, G. That makes me not want to talk to anybody. Like, I go into straight mm. hermit mode. Like, I just be like, okay, because you're not understanding me. Mm. Um, but I really feel like what they want to say is, is like, you haven't even scratched the surface of what the, the problem is that you're trying to fix or the, what you're mm. trying to see grow. You know what I'm saying? It's still a seed in the soil. It hasn't even sprouted up yet. Right. And I think that's like my biggest thing when it comes to like just growth in general. Like all of the plans that I have, like I'm all all of the problems that I go through, they're always like, I've been through it. Oh, I've been through it. And it's just like, okay, you how do you get it? out of it? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Like, don't tell me you've been through. I'm sorry you've been through it because I know how I feel now, but how did you get out of it? You know what I'm saying? Don't try to, don't try to empathize with me or sympathize with me in that in that case. Um, you'll get through it baby just yeah just, just like be, be patient like what and, and i think that's that's like my biggest pet peeve when it comes to like just just asking for advice even though i'm i'm big on like sitting there and just watching you like because i really want to know you know what i'm saying i want to gain insight on who 
on which what you didn't do right so i can probably yeah. fix. <laughs> you know what i'm saying mistakes of others <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i, I want to know what you did so i knew not to do that and i think that's like the biggest thing right now and i, I feel like when you think about a person's age it, you automatically have like whatever perception you have of yourself mm. at that age if you're older right and i hate that because it's just like you can't sit up there and tell me oh you're 23 or you're gonna go through this that hell i'm not because i didn't no mm-hmm. i told you i'm well seasoned i didn't go through all that like yeah. but i i I try, and that's not to say I won't. I don't go through things. That's not to say I don't. I make. I don't make stupid decisions because at the end of the day, I am maturing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I'm, but I'm also. I'm also allowing myself to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying. I don't sit up there and be like, oh, I just want to hurry up and grow up, and oh, I wish I was young again. No, I. I enjoy the space that I'm in mm-hmm. because every age, every bit of growth came with something more profound than the last like mm-hmm. i enjoy learning i enjoy the idea of like gaining something new i get bored really fast so the minute yeah. i go to i study stuff for fun i feel you, you know what i'm saying like i yeah. i enjoy that like that's like my like something that brings me like pure joy like it's something that because i know for a fact that i'm evolving and i know for a fact that my mind is is you're attracted to knowledge yeah man it's just like it it fuels me in in mm-hmm. ways that like material things can't right you know and i think that's like my my biggest thing like it's like oh yeah those shoes are really nice but damn did you just hear about how homegirl just meditated and just released all that stress like i just you know like just simple mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, like, for example, I'm sitting on these books. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I have, like, a bunch of books with me right now. Right now, I'm reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And when I tell you, every day I was like, I'm putting my phone on, do not disturb, don't nobody call me, like, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a hard up think I have, like, a, a job right now, the way mm-hmm. I'm ignoring people. Like, I just want to get it. I'm tapping into the book so hard. Right. Um, but that's just honestly like the the one of the best anecdotes for success would be to just be consistent and just to to know that embrace everything that you are. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And like it's okay to not know. It is okay to not know. See, because I'm a person. I yes. I, I love not knowing things like that's I'm so hard on myself like oh i hate making mistakes but i understand it's such a such a rewarding process i love not knowing i really do love not knowing and the reason i love to not know is because that means i'm learning like if i if i'm if i'm scrolling through something on youtube and it says how something something is made i was like I never even thought of that, <laughs> but <laughs> why not? You know, like that's when you get to like the weird parts of YouTube and you start looking up just the weirdest shit. And you, it's yeah, just like, funny. It's, it's just like I just learn. I just love to learn like new things about anything, uh, just any any random thing. You know, like any random thing, no matter what it is. I'm just always interested in like just the world um like one one something i live by because there's a lot of people say oh you know a lot you're so smart you're so i'm like yo the smartest man knows he knows nothing man that was like that's like one of my 
favorite like I know that's like a quote but that's one of my yeah. one of my favorite Erica Badu lyrics like the man who knows something knows that they know nothing at all right and it's just like hell yeah you know <laughs> I agree like I literally um, live up by that so it's like a lot of people who, who meet me and there's people who think like yo Ish think he know everything blah 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 and I was like well a lot of y'all are just misinformed because I've just probably done a lot of research or if I'm wrong, just let me know straight up. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm okay with admitting um, I don't know something. I was raised to say, if you don't know, then say you don't know. Well, yeah. well, it won't hurt. It's, it's okay. <laughs> and I think that's like, I remember I used to take tests in school and they used to, like the multiple choice test. I used to When in doubt, them. see it out. Let me tell you. Like, I, when, know it. <laughs> I, I used to fly through them tests and people used to be like, well, how you finish so quick? I said, once I read the question, if I don't know the answer before reading the answers, then it's a small chance I don't know it. And then if I read the answers and it don't pop in my head, like after reading the answers and the question, then I'm like, I definitely don't know it. So I'm not going <laughs> to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure something out that I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll randomly guess. Uh, but like if I ask you a question, um, I say like what is my favorite color, right? And you have no clue, but then I go red, orange, yellow, and black, right? And whatever, whichever one of those popped in your head, you were like, oh okay, he always got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, I see him in that a lot. So I think that's the yeah, that's how, that's how that works for me. So yeah, I'm just a I don't know type of person. I love it, and I just love to gain knowledge. Man, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. That's 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 one thing I'm so grateful like that we have on this earth. <laughs> because if we didn't have this, like I don't, I would probably lose my mind. But um, you know what's funny? Like I don't watch TV much. Like, wow. I promise. Like I kid you not. Like I would probably watch a movie if it's trending or everybody said, "Oh, watch this movie. I think you should mm. really watch this." But I do not watch TV like that at all. Like, mm. and people be like, well, what the hell do you do with your time? Are you always on your phone? I'm like, no, I'm in a book. I'm writing things mm. down. Or like, I'm, I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm, I'm being present in what I need. Because I feel like television has such a weird way of like brainwashing people. And like subliminally, like almost dumbing you down. I feel you know? that. And Man. I hate that. It like, I always, what you watch though. Definitely, definitely, because I am a National Geographic freak, and <laughs> like HGTV, like it's funny you. that you say National Geographic, because I realized about a month ago that I have no clue what comes on National Geographic. Man, like, let me tell you, Shark Week. <laughs> let me let me tell you, Shark Week. It be you see nothing but sharks. It's all week. Because okay? like. My friends was like, bro, you know what come on National Geographic? I said, see, I was quick to say it's when people be traveling. And I said, no, that's the travel channel. I said, it's when people be trying foods all over the world. I was like, no, that's the food channel. I said, no, National Geographic got them animals, right? They said, no, that's Animal Planet. I'm like, yo. That oh, is national, it, but no, they do have that too, huh? Like, over no, I guess. But then I was but, like, oh, it's about history. It got to be about history. They said, no, that's that's the history channel. I said, bro, what comes on National Geographic? Like, I had no clue. So I looked mm -hmm. up a bunch of shows, and I was like, bro, I've never heard of any of these. Like, this is all new to me. Like, I've never heard of any of this stuff. It was real interesting to find. Like, I didn't know that I didn't know something. So it was, like, cool to, like, learn that 
like what comes on National Geographic. It was very interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like you have to, you, let me tell you, let me tell you, you have to definitely find your niche with National Geographic because some shit will come yeah. on and you'd be like, I am not about to watch this. I'm <laughs> not about to do this. Like, you're not about to, like, I'm not a boring learner. Like, I like to learn fun ways. Like, you know, that's that's the thing that brings me the most joy. Um, I always said, though, I would move, like, go to, like, Mexico or, like, one of those, like, really, um, just out of the country. You you don't have to even go to Mexico. Just go to, uh. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say. Colorado or Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I know. You know what up there with the corn huskers and nah, but <laughs> no, honestly, I would say something remote, but I also also oh Jesus, I have to get the better. It's the southern accent. But um It's okay, it's okay. I <laughs> I also like appreciate things that America just doesn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to see like iguanas and shit just walking around and crabs walking to the beach you know like just I want to be able to like to see that or see life for what it is outside of North America uninhabited you know? uh land and earth yeah and I think the reason why I said Mexico is because that's the place I wanted to visit so that's like the first mm-hmm. thing that popped up in my head but I definitely want to be able to travel places at least for a month you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and maybe i would say maybe two weeks to a month and like travel and visit and kind of get accustomed to their way of living because america's way of living is just not the best yeah um but it's you people don't know how much we confine ourselves if you really think like you if you don't decide to like go and like travel outside of mm-hmm. America, you know what I'm saying? Like even if you go in somewhere like Canada, the way they operate is totally different. I don't even like for me, it's it's not the it, you gotta find a group of people who don't use social media. If you can find that then life will be different. And I say that because when you're on social media and it's like, that's like most of us really are, you're interacting with so many different people, like thousands of people on a consistent basis, you're dealing with their energies. Right. And so to have all that energy mixed with chores and your mindset, like it's not, it's not good. You know, energies need to create a destroy. It's just simply dispersed. And so a lot of times it's dispersed in our phone and then you're reading all this different stuff. You have a, like it's subconsciously messing up, your natural balance. So like, that's why people take social media cleanses. They become somewhat better people. And there's a lot of people who never come back to it. And they just feel a lot better because they're not dealing with so much toxicity in their life on a consistent basis. Man, you know? let me tell you, it's, it's, <laughs> you have to, you have to know your balance. You have to know when, no lie, there's that app on iPhone. And it's like, Oh, you have like, you know, you've been down like 12% screen time this mm-hmm. week. Like I look at that app, like it's my stocks. like I promise you because it's one of those things man it's just like I want to make sure that I'm not over like over polluting like Mm -hmm. my brain with Mm -hmm. just unnecessary bullshit like I just I can't I refuse to put like I refuse to put anything in my mind that shouldn't reside there you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. like and that's and I actually do have a friend who does not does not use social media and granted like they should for 
the work Joke. that they do. Oh. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. kind of like help them, you know, but I it's still in, in the sense like that goes to show that you can still be a very successful person even without it. Right. Like, and I think that's the thing. People are always like, man, you better get on there and start getting your help because you need that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, you really don't. Like, no lie. Like, I told myself 2021, one of my goals is to become a yoga instructor. And Yoga? Yeah. That's you know crazy. Saying? I start yoga classes next month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead ass. Like, all jokes aside, I really do. Like, uh, I signed up for, like, <laughs> yoga classes in, in January. And so um, I've done it before, and I was like, you know what? I just need to stretch more because um, my body feels really, really stiff. And I'm like, I go to the gym every morning, but I'm not a good stretcher. I've never been a good stretcher, so hopefully that works me out. But uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but continue. No, 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 no. Like, I'm so happy to hear that you're doing (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that. But um, now, like, I told myself that 2021, I would do that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, for what? Like, what the hell you need to do that for? And it's just like, if I can't help people, if I can help people, like, I want it to be in a way where they find fulfillment or when where I want to be able to help people stretch themselves beyond their capacity. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you're in yoga, you see an instructor go to doing a handstand or, like, bending backwards, like, like a damn... Um, boneless person or something you just like oh she didn't lost her damn mind i ain't doing that <laughs> like you know what i'm saying and i want to be able to help people reach that level in their mind and unlock it because that's mm-hmm. nothing but a but a hindrance that you set for yourself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you're just up there telling yourself like hey i'm not you know i i can't do that and i got back problems like i'm a, I'm a big person like do not speak anything on me that's not there mm-hmm like I hate that. Like when somebody says, "Well, this is gonna happen to you," no, it's not. And I rebuke it. You're not gonna tell me that. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do well with people like speaking over my life in negative ways. You know what I'm saying? Or I don't mm. do well with people putting me in a box. Yeah. Because I'm I'm so much bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We're all simply um, spiritual beings having a human experience if you want to go in depth you know what i'm saying if you want me to get real honest like that's just what it is so don't tell me as a human you know that may be correct i may not have the like just the strength to push like a 200 pound tractors you know what i'm saying just something Mm. crazy and just i may not but let me tell you, if I practice and if I work and if I'm consistent, I guarantee you I can do it. It's going to take me right. some time. But I think that's the thing with people. Like, I think people automatically have, like, projections. Tomorrow, tomorrow mindsets. They feel like, oh, you if you can't do it tomorrow, then you can't do it. Rather than they don't understand that if you work towards something, because especially physically, our bodies can do any and everything. Like, as much junk as we put into our body on a regular day basis, like, fast food or not even fast food just replication of fast food at home because we think we want to eat healthier if i if i make the burger at home it's a lot healthier than mcdonald's but it's still a burger bro like <laughs> so it's okay. um yeah the rep like uh the amount of junk thank you for saying body. that <laughs> thank thank you for saying that man let me man look look man they don't they don't get it you preaching so, to the choir let me tell you so yeah it's just uh 
like our bodies, we put our bodies through like some horrible things and we still come out being able to wake up in the morning and be able to function and be able to run a mile without even eating the best diet. So just imagine if you took the time and properly trained and properly ate right, you know, what, what you could be doing, how you could be feeling rather than how we feel on an everyday basis, which is why we put these negative projections upon people, you know? Absolutely. And that's the crazy thing because I feel like one thing I hate is when I ask somebody, oh, you want to go to diet with me? And they're like, no, I can't do that, girl. I'll pass out or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And granted, some people don't have like the body mass to actually like do mm-hmm. something like that because it can be harmful. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or whatever the case may be. But I remember because um, granted, like my family, I was raised in a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. So one of uh, our traditions is like after Mardi Gras, like there's Fat Tuesday and you go into Lent and you give up things that, mm-hmm. you know, basically it's uh, a sacrifice, something like Jesus sacrificed himself for you. Mm-hmm. So you give up things, you give up, I believe it's like for 40 days and you, you basically fast from it. And yeah. on Easter Sunday, you come back to it because that's when Jesus resurrected, you know, everything. And I gave up meat one year. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, okay, that's dope. Like, you know, that's that's cool. You know, that's that's hard to do. Because mm-hmm. I've done social media. And, man, I did social media. And it was like I wasn't even about to come back. Like, I was so at peace. Mm-hmm. And, but I am one, I'm a social person. So I have mm-hmm. to, like, yeah. connect. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here for but, the jokes. <laughs> when I gave up. Um, me, like, and my body begins. I just begin to feel lighter, like less bloated, like really, like boosting energy. Um, trying to find, like, while I'm finding things to incorporate to substitute for the proteins and things that I am losing, mm-hmm. I started like gaining more knowledge on it because you know you don't want to stop eating meat cold turkey and then your body shut down. It's like oh shit, like you know. Mm-hmm. So I stopped, and of course I had to do some research prior to, and I did that. And when Easter came, which was actually my birthday this year, Mm -hmm. um, I ate all types of meat. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, it's on and popping now. Like, man, when I tell you I got sick, I started having like these weird breakouts. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like it didn't agree with my body anymore. And because you trained your body on something new. Right. And. I, I really sat there and I asked myself for a second, I was sad because I'm like, damn, like, I can't, can't, I can't do this, but it's like, you gotta I don't pace wa- yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I kind of also don't want to backtrack anymore. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to that. That's something if I want to give it up, I'm going to give it up. And I can honestly say, since my birthday, which was April 12th, I have not eaten meat. And everybody's like, oh, you crazy as hell. But it's just like, I don't feel like I'm crazy. I feel like, I made a lifestyle choice that a lot of people feel like they don't have the capacity to do it because their Mm -hmm. brains tell them that they can't. Mm -hmm. And ever since I stopped, granted, I still eat seafood because I'm from New Orleans. Like, it's a seafood (laughs) city. You're not going to take that away from me. You know what I'm saying? But I I did tell myself in the future I would go completely vegan Mm -hmm. just for at least a month. And January, actually, I'm supposed to be doing like a Dr. Sebi diet, an alkaline diet. Mm -hmm. Um produced by Dr. Sebi. And basically, when you read the list, they'd be like, well, damn, what can you eat? And it's, it's, 
I got a couple of people on board and I'm excited because it's just like, granted, I know what I'm doing and it's like I'm testing myself mm-hmm. like and I'm I'm continuously in a space where I am just touching unmarked territory. And that's just like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, just simply not knowing and learning. And now I'm learning like my body doesn't have to operate with me. Can it operate without seafood? Probably not, but we'll talk about <laughs> out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so hard, but I'm it's something I'm willing to do. For me, the new year, um, I'm not doing any more fast food. I'm just just stopping fast food. Like now, I eat it. Like I, I realize, like I leave late for work every day because I, I I don't believe in getting to work early. I just get there just on time so I can clock in on time without being late, right? And so, I I don't. One thing about me, I'm late, but I'm a beater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like to. Uh, I rarely eat when I wake up, and that, I figured out that that usually was my problem. So I would like, I like, all right, I don't want to be at work on an empty stomach, so I will always stop and get something. But I, I just started to realize I was like, okay, if I eat something light, like I might eat like a fruit or a little bit of fruit, and I just drink some water because I've always been a really, really big water person. Like I, I'm now on gallons. Uh, <laughs> what I- are you saying? I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have my hydro mate, man, my hydro mate with the times. Oh, you know, no. it's a half a gallon, and it tells me, you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. what we about to pop up and do. Yes, sir. Like, yeah. So I was doing, I was doing alkaline water at first, and then um, I had a talk with somebody, and he was just telling me that like, the alkaline water we buy from the stores, it's like, it's 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 a process that they they go through to alkaline it, right? It's added minerals and stuff like that. And so um, he was like, just drink spring water. And so I started doing uh, research on different types of spring waters. And um, yeah, this is like this crystal geyser uh, natural alkaline spring water. It's like the most natural one. Like this is literally straight from the source to the bottle. Like they tested to make sure it's drinkable. And then that's it. Like it's on shelves. So um, I literally buy like five gallons of these a week. And so yeah, uh, I'm I'm figuring out how to eat less because life is about portion control when it comes to food. I feel like we overeat. Oh man, and, I am so proud of you. Um, like what? I've been eating a lot less. Like I just ate today. I had uh, it's funny. I saw you tweeted you want some tacos. I made me some. Uh, <laughs> I made some jerk chicken tacos. <gasps> and, uh, oh, so you're just gonna brag like that? Yeah. Uh, okay. I made all some right. jerk chicken tacos. <laughs> And that's and I had thought like that's literally all I ate today, like all day. And now like I'm fine. Like I don't feel weak. I don't feel tired. And you know it's just we don't. <laughs> whoever sold us three meals a day, hey, they did a good ass job because you really don't even Man. need all that food. Like let me let me make you laugh. So I am a buck eighteen, maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. It depends on the day, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I drink my water. I drink tea. Like there is no tomorrow and mm. um there are days i kid you not i forget to eat i feel it <laughs> and people be like man how the hell you forget to eat and like i have people that really care about me so they're thinking like oh you have an eating condition and there's just mm. I'm like, oh, eating disorder and it's just like no like i genuinely forgot to eat because the eating isn't on my mind and you know right. what i'm saying and also like I, I made i mentioned that sometimes fasting actually 
helps you become more enlightened. Yeah, and, I fast you know, uh, like, thirty days a year during Ramadan. So I okay, so you know what's up. Yeah, it's like it like uh, I've had people like, how you do it all day? I was like, bro, I don't like unless we go to the gym or something. I don't think about it. Like yeah. you know, like one like day one, day two is hard, but like day fifteen, you just wake up. And you just like, oh, I can't eat till it's dark. And it's like, okay, cool, whatever. And with like Ramadan, there's no water either. So you, yeah, so you make that. That's what everybody says. They're like, oh, <laughs> how you do no water? Like, what? How do you gonna do y'all like that, man? But it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you properly hydrate yourself when you sleep or whatever overnight, you know, you, you'll be fine. You can make it through the day. Because you gotta think, we live in this luxury society where everything's easily accessible. You got... You got people who walk like two, three miles every day and then get the bucket of water for the for the village or whatever. And that water is not necessarily all for drinking. You might have a little bit for drinking. You yeah, have that's true. Like the rest for the crops. You got to wash your clothes, dishes, yourself. So it's just um uh like I said, the human body is an amazing thing and you can really survive a lot if you really just train yourself for it and treat it right and that's that's the truth man so like one of my biggest things is like for example like i don't do i'm trying to really cut out dairy Mm -hmm. and the reason why and granted i really don't like i don't drink any milk um i don't really do like excuse me i don't really do like ice cream or anything like that can't relate i love ice cream so (laughs) let me tell you so i have like I won't even say, I won't even claim it because I'm a, like I said I'm a big person I'm not claiming things but I have suffered with sinuses mm-hmm. very bad in the past and when I tell you like the sinus pressure is almost like unbearable like I have to go to the emergency room get like a steroid shot like and one of the biggest things like that they would ask the first thing they would ask like do you eat anything with dairy mm-hmm. because dairy creates more mucus in the body and yeah, yeah so basically like consuming all of this that cheese is like you know my kryptonite you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like oh man you know man so like it's like when you really think about it like you you're you're killing yourself you know what i'm saying especially Mm -hmm. if you're not doing it properly and i feel like if you're able to control yourself and like now i really i really don't even think about dairy products at all like unless I'm trying to make like a dessert or something, but I can go on Pinterest and easily find like a, mm-hmm. uh, like a really good alternative way to make something without mm-hmm. it actually being, you know, straight smack, nothing but dairy. Right. And I'm like, I don't even eat like beef or anything, so like dairy shouldn't be no problem. But I feel like the way the world works now and how they incorporate all of these foods. You have to like kind of. I'm no lie. I'm in a grocery store for like five minutes, reading the back, just dropping <laughs> shit back, and like I'm like I can't, you know. Yeah. And, and like my brother, who's very very like usually like very supportive of like everything that I do, he was like, man, like why do you even do that? He was like, if you you know something ever happened to you, you ain't going to enjoy what you're doing. I'm like, but I'm doing my part. Right. To make sure that my body's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and then like, especially if you come from a family with a long line of like um generational like like just health problems or mm-hmm. just things like you you want to try something different right. just to see if it's going to work and, and like my mom asked me one day she was like you know can I ask you like why do you go so hard when it comes to like actually wanting to be so healthy 
And I'm like, I just want to, I want to, I want to push my, and I'm like, I thought like, initially, like, not that I'm saying that, I'm like, that's one hell of a question to ask somebody. But yo, only in the black community, people yo, shame man, being healthy is the weirdest thing. I think, I think when I told her, she, she gained a new sense of like, um, understanding just mm-hmm. basically for it. And I was just like, I want to. Like, with the yoga thing, like, I genuinely want to see, I want to push my body to its limit. You know what I'm saying? Not saying in, like, a a, a fatal way, of course. Of course not. But, like, I definitely want to see, like, what is it that I can say that I've done? And people be like, oh, you crazy as hell. It's like, I don't think I'm crazy. I just, I know, and it's proven to be true. I'm a walking, you know, testimony in this case, like, that you can do this. You can do that. Like, you don't have to... You know, because when I have kids, I want to be able to tell them. I don't want them feeling like they're confined to the the generational diets and diseases and, and you know, bodily just problems that every family mm-hmm. line has. Like, no, I, if, I, if I could reverse something, we about to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, if I ain't wasn't born with it, mm-hmm. hell no, you got to go. Just like you can. Bye. Like, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't born with you. Like I know this is I'm 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 the problem. Something I'm consuming is the problem. Right. And uh, people are always be like, yeah, but sometimes that's that isn't the case, and sometimes that genuinely isn't. But in but my I, head, nine times out of ten is what you putting in your body, which is making you feel that way. Yeah, and I want I want to be able to exhaust all of my options and be like, okay, I've done all of this. Mm-hmm. So as a result, here here's me now. You know, here here I am now. And I was actually reading a book by the name of uh, the amazing Queen Afua, uh, A Sacred Woman. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like also like a spiritual enlightenment book, but more so for women's health. Like, you know, she specifies how we, as well, as women, uh, the culture of women, we have the ability to do something no other person can do, which is like an act of God, which is to have children, bear kids. And we're the closest to like, the spiritual realm when we're giving birth because you know one foot in the graveyard one foot out you know what i'm saying mm. and she talks about basically taking care of your womb and taking care of your like your uterus because if not it'll get impacted with like fibroids or like cervical cancer or mm-hmm. like all of these diseases and um nerve conditions like everything that your body has like is just out of balance mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and that was one thing she would say. She was like, make sure you drink uh, just freshly made juice every morning. Like if you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I invested in a juicer. That was like probably one of my best investments because I get every single nutrient that I normally wouldn't get. Okay. Only thing is, <laughs> I, man, look, I do the green juice. I'm a green juice fanatic. Like, and I've gotten to the point where I put like bell peppers in my juice and like you will, you everything. Will you are really <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> but no like i'm i'm getting like to the point where I, my body's like i don't think certain things are nasty anymore you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like like putting a bunch of stuff in a smoothie doesn't have like a negative connotation to me anymore mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that sugar and grit shit will forever not be my way but you know <laughs> you was i ain't knocking right. nobody you know what i'm saying you was just so, right, um, right. but that's the that's the major thing uh I can say like, but it's funny because you don't really know your body. Like I remember I did a beats uh, drink and I came like, and actually some of it's actually still there. Like I 
broke out with like a crazy rash on my chest. Mm-hmm. And it was probably because of the beats. I had like allergic reaction, something I didn't know about. You know what I'm saying? And ladies, if you juice, let me tell you. One thing that they do not tell you is that it makes you fertile. Okay? <laughs> so that's something they don't tell you. Okay? I'm here to let you know. Granted, I ain't have no scares and none of that, but I'm here to let you know. <laughs> don't be smart. <laughs> oh, definitely be smart. But um now on a serious note, I just wanna I wanna take my body to like uh, like I want my mind to reach its full potential. I want my I want that I want it to be in alignment with everything, like mind, body, spirit. Like I want everything to be in full alignment and ascend to its highest potential. And I, I want to be able to see if I can do that. Mm-hmm. So that's like what I challenge myself to every single day. So mm-hmm. no, I didn't eat no tacos. Okay, <laughs> despite what you may have seen on Twitter. Look, um, what what's what's uh. What's some of your favorite albums you've been listening to this year? So you, okay, mean like, so you mean like 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 four? four just or five. any random albums? Like, do they have to be something that came out this year? Can it be like anything? anything. All right, boom. Let me tell you right quick. Four. Um, I recently listened to Cuddy's album. Like, that's my that's my thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it too. Yeah, come on, man. Gotta gotta. I love Cuddy in his in his element. Um, I have been listening to a lot of Sade. Mm. I love me some Sade. Um, let's see, what's another album? I want to say Erica Badu, but Erica Badu is like she runs in rotation every year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you were the first person um that put me on to Brent. Brent Valles. Yeah. Man, look, let me tell you, my dude's been in rotation as well. Shouts out to uh B or whatever. You know what's crazy? My friend, uh, she stays downtown and like every now and then she'll like she'll be watching Brent's story and he'll be at her building and she'll be so mad that she never runs into him. <laughs> and, and it was one day like he was on the rooftop and she was like she wanted to go to the rooftop and she like uh the pre- person she was with they didn't feel like going to the rooftop that day and she was like no we should go and then like the next morning she looked on Brent's story and he was at the rooftop oh, like, <laughs> my friend my poor friend she she heartbroken uh-uh. right and you, she, need, you need to change from, friends since she from Nola too so <laughs> oh no see I would have went with her I would have <laughs> went with her tell my girl I would have went with her because that's not fair bro <laughs> I get it I understand man um Brent Fias has definitely been in rotation too I can't even leave him out honestly mm-hmm. um and so who did I say Sade, Cuddy, Brent and let's see mixtapes count yeah whatever you've been listening to now I don't want to tell everybody my business <laughs> <laughs> but um I've been listening to a lot of I'm really, I really listen to a lot of music lately. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you the truth. John Coltrane. Like, I've been listening to a lot of jazz, even though that's, like, mm-hmm. not, like, lyrics. It's just been the most. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Like, I love when people send me a song and there's no lyrics. It's just some of the vibe, too. You I will just... send you my jazz playlist, okay? It has Billie Holiday, John Coltrane, uh, Duke Ellington, and uh, a few other people on there. That sounds dope. Like, for sure. So those are my four. All right, so um, wow, this is a long episode. 
we'll probably talk some more off the air, but I got to end it, you know, because I have listeners. Yes. So uh, at the end, I prepped you for this. Uh, we play this game called 20 Questions. Mm-hmm. Your album has been chosen. Now, the rules are you can only ask yes or no questions. Okay. And, I can uh, only ask yes or no questions? Yeah. Oh, and Okay. And uh, my only advice is to try to narrow down when it came out. And that'll help okay. you better. Okay. All right. And go with your... Um, is it a male artist? Yes. Boom. Okay. Um, is it a rap artist? No. I wouldn't consider this a rap artist, even though they have a few raps, but they okay. aren't necessarily okay. a rapper. Um... Are they from the South? Yes. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Um, hmm. Are they mainstream or are they mainstream like right now? Or is it more of underground? Mainstream. Uh, I'm going to ask that question. I see yes or no. Are they mainstream? It is a mainstream artist and, uh, I always pick popular albums. Okay. Um, hmm. Are they somebody I listen to? Don't uh, play me. Don't play me right now. <laughs> when you say that you listen to like I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't necessarily say yes because I don't necessarily know your playlist. It's not one of the artists you just say, you just name, but I'm sure that you listen to this artist. Mm, okay. Um, the South is very big. I think you might want to narrow that down. You're at uh, five questions. The South is very big. Okay. The South uh, is very big. You might want to narrow that. Are they from Atlanta? No. Are they from New Orleans? Yes. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Um, mm, and they're not a rapper? They're not a rapper. What the fuck? You set me up. Um, <laughs> let's see. This is always the, my favorite part. Are they... Our age. Um, I How the would... hell you want me to ask you a yes or no question? You don't even know the answer to that question. Uh, cause it's <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> it's like a what is our age? What do you like? What is the time? Like our age bracket? Like uh, I'll say in their twenties. No. Okay. Um. Damn. You might want to narrow when this album came out. You still haven't decided that. Because I'm saving it for the I'm saving the best for last. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I respect it. Have they dropped anything this year? No. Okay. Uh because you say yes or no questions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and they're not a rapper? 
<laughs> Why are you setting me up like this? Wait, are they they are from New Orleans? Then now don't say they from New Orleans and they be from Baton Rouge because I would go off on this air. They are from New Orleans. Okay. You show oh oh we in there. We in there. Channel Orange, Frank Ocean. Ooh, that is not it. Damn. Oh man. Um can I guess again? Yeah, you can guess again. Is it to love the beloved Lou James? No. Out of here, bro. You are just bullshitting me right now. I feel like you made this person up. No, you guessed <laughs> the person. Frank Ocean. Yeah. Frank Ocean, um, blonde is. There you go. You got it. Talking about, I ain't gonna lie, because I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but that makes perfect sense. See, Frankie, I got you, baby. I got you. I got you. See, I knew I'm I should have picked. Well, Mir says I should pick something else because you would get that. It's too easy. Oh, that's bull. You know what? I told you, we're not listening to Shamir. This is my episode, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But go stream Riverdale the Worldwide. Um, on all uh, platforms, ain't it on all platforms? Yeah, it is on all platforms. Boom, like featuring podcast. uh Deontay Hitchcock. You know what I'm saying? With my talented, talented guy Mir, he got this man. He got it in the bag. Yeah, but to hell well. with Shamir. This is my episode, and I got it right. Okay, <laughs> I got yeah. it right, Shamir. Thank you very much. Um, uh, but any last words to the people that you uh want to say? Um, I pray that the next year brings you guys nothing but joy fulfillment prosperity happiness everything good because you deserve it you got this far and if you are going through something the bad times it can't rain forever um and i hope that you guys are just you continue to be at peace and you always stay true and alive on the inside and that is all Okay, uh, let them know your socials if you want them to know your socials. Social media is at Deja Do, it's like Deja Vu, but change the V to the D, okay? D E J A D U underscore, and that's on Twitter and that is on Instagram as well. Yeah, it's gonna be on the bio, in the, yeah, in the description. I always do that, but um, yeah, uh, if you made it this far, thanks for uh. Hanging with me and Deja. I know we talked for a good minute. Probably gonna still keep talking. I don't know. Man, um, he talked so damn much, man. Lord. It was really you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really you. Um, don't forget if you're on Apple, rate this five stars so I could go up in the algorithm. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. Um, this is also available on Spotify and a few more uh audio platforms that I cannot think of at this moment. Um but look, once again, thanks for rocking out with the Jones.com podcast. And um, we out of here. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.